Psalms 143.8 Let the morning bring me a word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This is your host, Miss Allison Spires, and you are tuning into Christian Millennials Chat. You don't have to be rich to achieve your potential. I stand here knowing that my story is part of the larger American story, that I owe a debt to all of those who came before me, and that in no other country on earth is my story even possible. Possible. So let's get into today's episode. It is titled, Follow the Promise. And I told y'all last week that we were going to go into Ruth 1 and really just dive into it. This week, I have gotten so many um, DMs and different ways of you guys reaching out to me to talk about last week's episode, and I'm so excited that you all were blessed. I'm praying that this series really does open your eyes to what the Lord wants you to see, because we are in a season that God is like, there's purpose before marriage, and you can't afford to miss what God is doing in this season and how he's trying to align you if you hear him and you hear him clearly. So today I want this episode to just be a reminder. I want to encourage you to get into the presence of God. I want you to get into his presence and hear his voice for yourself. I want you to sit and talk to him and figure out, God, what do you want from me? Yes, I do desire marriage, God, but above all, I desire your will. And I want you to use me in such a way, God, that when my husband comes or my wife comes, God, that it's a bonus to the work that you've called me to do. I don't want it to take away from everything that you have for me. And so the Lord is orchestrating in this season divine appointments for his children. And I believe that if you're listening to this episode, that it's a divine moment for you to get in tune with what God is saying for you. And I hear you, Holy Spirit. He's saying there's so many of you who have heard this time and time again, and you're believing and you're saying, God, I don't know if it's for me. I don't know if it's too late. And God is saying that it's not too late for you. He's saying that I still have a plan for you. And we're going to see the plan of God in this whole text. We're going to see that even when things look crazy, that God is still moving behind the scene. Because I know there's so many of you who have been given a promise. And I told you guys that the Lord had given me a promise years ago. And I almost let the counterfeit destroy it. But what I'm telling you is that the God that we serve is able to restore the time that you lost or the time that you wasted. And so, yes, I understand that you've been in bad relationships or you may have been in relationships that were good, but they just weren't good for you. And God is saying that's okay. Every lesson is a blessing. You don't get to take what you've, um, the bitterness of the past relationship into your new season, but God says he needs you to be able to take the testimony into your new season. Why? Because God is saying to us that it is the season that he wants to release some things from heaven, but you've got to be open and ready. And so I want to encourage you all that if you are not open and ready, if you are not open to receive what the Lord is saying. Put yourself in a position to be open. Don't let anything hinder you from what God is trying to do in your life because he's saying, I want to do a lot. 
I want to do a lot of things in your life, but you've got to allow me to be God. You've got to allow me to take the pen and write the story. You've got to allow me to do things because let me tell you something. It's not going to always come the way that you think that it is going to come. Sometimes it's going to come in a different package and God says, do you still trust my will for your life? Even over your ideas, even over your fairy tales of what you imagined it to look like. God says, I have to orchestrate this. Why? Because I do things differently than the world does. There's so many of us who were looking at all of these programs and all of these Instagram pages and all of these stories and we're listening to people and we hear how our friends were, uh, met their husbands or their wives and we hear all of these things and we think, oh, that's going to be the way that it is for me. And God is saying, you know what? You better understand who I am in your life and you better look over the rest of your life and how it's been unconventional. And it's been that way because God says, your marriage is also going to be that way. You're not going to have the typical love story. You're not because God says, what I have for you is divine because you are my child and I care about you. I care about you. And I have a purpose for you. And I have a purpose for your marriage. I told you guys what the word of the Lord was last week. He already let us know that if you are listening to Christian Millennials chat, you have to understand that you are attached to greatness. And because God sent you to this podcast to listen to this, I'm telling you that you are in heaven's alignment for blessings in this season. And you were in God's view of what he wants to release. And he's releasing something so special to his kingdom children. I'm telling you all, you do not have to envy anybody else's relationship in this season. You do not have to look and covet anybody else's relationship in this season. Stop looking at relationship goals because let me tell you something. Them same, same people y'all looking at as goals. God is like, that's not heavenly goals. That's not what I state as goals. And so I want you all to listen to what God is saying through this text, through this passage. Y'all know I'm not a pastor, but I'm about to preach this because God gave me a word and I want to share it with you all. And I want to say this, the first five minutes of this episode was not planned. That was all God. So if that was for you, take it, hold on to it. Do not allow the enemy to snatch your promise. Do not allow the enemy to snatch what God is saying to you. And I hear you, Holy Spirit. Continue to keep yourself. What does that mean, Alice? You do not have to just go on a date because you're lonely. You do not have to answer texts just because you don't have anybody else to text. You do not have to go everywhere with your friends to the club and all these other places for you to feel like, oh, I'm going to find something. God is saying that you're not even going to understand how it happens when I send your husband. And how do I know this? Because when we look at Ruth and God's divine plan, let me tell you, we're going to get into it today. And we're going to see the will of God for our lives. And I pray that this scripture is illuminated in your life and that you take what is for you. And you use it and you apply it because it doesn't make sense for you to listen to this podcast and not hear what God is trying to get to you. 
it doesn't make sense for you to listen to this podcast and for you not to take what God is saying and apply it to your life. And so I'm not going to waste any more time. And I, let me not say that because this was not a waste of time. Um, when God moves, he moves. So I, but I do want to get into today's episode. And so the Lord had given me Ruth one. And so this is a story that is preached a lot of times when we go into talking about being single and marriage and the desire of marriage. And God just gave me some real good insights and downloads that I kind of wanted to share and pick and just kind of have a conversation. Y'all know me. This podcast is so, I don't know, it's not traditional. (laughs) It isn't at all. And so we just have conversations. If you're new to Christian Millennials Chat, welcome. I pray that my podcast bless you. Please go listen to the former ones because I'm telling you, they encourage me. And I know that they've encouraged so many other people when I look at the amount of views and I look at my DMs and the testimonies. I'm telling y'all, this is God and what he is doing is so incredible. So Ruth one. So as we're going through this story, there are different characters. So Naomi has two sons and her sons um, decide that they're going to get married and they married these uh, Moabite women. And their names are Ruth and Opa. And into their marriage, they're married. Um, everything is going along. We don't really know how their marriages were because the Bible doesn't really share. Um, but we know that they were married for 10 years. And so all of a sudden, in the 10 years, there's an interruption. And the interruption happens. And all of a sudden, what they had, their their husbands, they die. And so now we're like, Lord, what is going on? What is going on? The very thing that is important to us in our lives is gone. And so in this season, what do you do when life is going great, but then death comes? Because things can be going great in our lives. And you all know my testimony. I've had that experience of life is going great. And then all of a sudden, Something happens that shifts and alters our world. And there were so many of us who are experiencing death and it doesn't have to be physical. Right? Because I think a lot of us look at this passage and we're like, oh yeah, the loss of a loved one, that doesn't apply to me because I haven't lost anybody. But what happens when you have death of dreams? What happens when you thought and imagined your life being one way? And you said to yourself, you know what, by the age of 25, I'm going to have a husband. We're going to take vacations. We're going to be vacationing. We're going to be on the gram stunting. We're going to be doing all of this stuff. And that doesn't happen. And that dream of being married by 25 just doesn't seem like it's happened. It's happening and you feel like there's that spirit of death and that spirit of just not being able to obtain what you thought was going to be yours. Right. And so then there was sometimes death of friendships. You know, and what do you do when you lose people who you spent so much time with or you told so many secrets or you confided in what happens when you lose something that actually means something to you? What happens when you lose the people who you loved? 
right? We don't talk about death and friendships a lot, but that can bring heartache. You know, I know that this is a no new friends generation and a cut them off generation, but let's talk about it, right? Because as much as people say, oh, cut it off, cut it off, cut it off, it sometimes hurts. It hurts to lose a friendship. Now, there are some friendships that God is like, you got to let go of, and he allows you the grace to have um, no feelings attached to it. But there are some where it's just like, this hurt me. You hurt me. And what do we do when that all of a sudden happens and we don't expect folks to switch up? It can be devastating. You know, and what about deaths of where you plan to be? Like you said, you know what? I'm going to be in Cali and I'm going to have my dream job. But then all of a sudden God is like, yeah, um, I know you finished college, but um, that's not the field I called you to. You need to start a business. What happens when all of our plans, the plans that we made for our own lives, the plans that we spoke about with our parents, the plans that we envisioned in our heads, the plans that we wrote in our journals. What happens when God says, uh, uh, I'm taking those plans because they weren't mine. What happens when you experience death in your plans? And let me tell y'all, anybody that knows me in real life knows I'm a planner. I plan to the T. And God has, <laughs> in this season, he's just interrupted all of my plans. And one thing that I'm learning is that when you love God and you trust God, sometimes the interruption is for the best. You know, when we don't see it in that time when we're experiencing death or loss, I understand it because I've been there. It's, it hurts. It's not a fun moment. It's not an encouraging moment. Sometimes you don't even feel like God is in that moment. You're just like, God, what is this? I don't understand it. Why am I experiencing this? Especially when I'm a child of God, like I'm under covenant. Why is this going on? But we're going to see that Ruth and Naomi, um, this interruption was necessary, right? Because there are some interruptions that God allows because they're necessary. And so God in interrupts, her life is interrupted, right? The life she envisions is interrupted. The man she thought she was gonna grow old with is gone, never to return. And what do you do now? Because as I was reading this, I'm like, Lord, the person that I'm sure in that culture was her provider is gone, right? And so what happens when you experience all this loss, but then your source is removed, right? The source that she had to provide income, to provide shelter, to provide warmth, to provide all of these things are gone. And not only are they gone, what about the fact that if this woman wanted to have children, now the person that she expected to be able to start a life with and have children with, she isn't able to conceive with that person anymore. So what happens when not only does the person die, but then the very thing that you would think God is going to allow you to conceive and birth out with that person is also taken from you. And so what happens when you feel like you just don't have anybody at this point to depend on, right? Because the rug is pulled from under you. 
you know, and I was looking in this verse and in verse five of Ruth one, it talks about, it says, um, now Naomi was left alone. What happens when you're around people? Because think of it, she's still around people, but now she feels alone because of her son's being taken away. You know, and so it is okay and it is normal for sometimes for you to be around people and feel alone when things are being taken from you and you really don't know how to cope, right? There are so many of us who are in this season of being single and I hear you, Holy Spirit. There are so many of us who are in this season of being single and we're around people, but we feel alone. And God is saying that that is the moment he needs because that is where you are going to get instructions to know what your next steps are, right? So I believe that it was in her being alone that she heard that, listen, the Lord has been blessing the people in Judah. She was able to hear that and that realigned her mind to say, you know what? I got to go back to that place. Right. So what happens when there's so much that is going on around us and we experience loss, but then God is like, hold up. I need you to hear my voice so you can get my instructions on where you need to be in this next season. Right. Leave everything that happened in the past, in the past, leave that place, leave all the bitterness in that place, leave all the death in that place, leave all of the past in that place. But now I've got to take you on a journey and we've got to go to the place of praise. Right? So the Lord says, I'm sending you to Judah. And anyone that knows the Bible knows that Judah represents praise. And so what happens that even in the midst of heartache, even in the midst of going through, being in a storm, feeling alone, alone, the Lord says, it's your time to praise. It's your time to worship before you enter into what I have for you. Right? So I believe that this is a season where God is like, listen, you got to worship me before I release some things because it's coming. But I got to take you on a journey. And on this journey, you're going to learn how to love me. You're going to learn how to worship me. You're going to learn how to praise me in spite of loss. Even if you lost what you thought was the best thing coming to you and that was for you, God is like, are you going to still be able to praise me and not get into this place or position of, oh, well, you know what I lost and stay stuck. Right? Because there are so many of us when we go through things in the single season, we want to stay stuck. And God is like, uh uh, you need to follow the promise. Follow the promise. And so she sets out, they set out, right? So the three women set out to go to this land. And um, as they're on this journey, Naomi says, Y'all, y'all don't have to come with me. Like, and they're like, no, we want to go with you, Naomi. And she's like, yeah, no, y'all don't have to go with me because I'm old. Like, I'm going to. And so reality sets in, right? Because, God, I'm, I'm 28. I'm 30. I'm 35. And I still don't have any prospects. Matter of fact, I'm so lonely that I don't even, I don't even see dudes looking at me, God. I'm 30 and I still haven't found anybody so that I can have kids with God. Like this is the reality. And so Naomi starts to see it in the physical and she starts to really say, this is the reality of where I am. 
And how many times do we do that as singles? We give the reality of where we are and what things look like. And we talk about, well, I don't have this. I don't have that. My husband isn't coming. I'm lonely. I'm not really that great of a catch. I, I, I just don't feel like anybody is ever going to want me, right? And so um, she gives them the reality and she says, you know what? You can go back. You can go back to your parents because it's probably going to be better for you over there. Like, and it's okay if you go back. And she says all of this and Opa's like, you know what? At, at some point she's just like, okay, I'll go back. But Ruth has this, this moment where she's like, mm -mm, I'm not going back. There's no back for me to go to. And, you know, when I was looking at that, I was kind of thinking about some of us because in my God, I, I hear you, Lord. There's so many of us who have an option. Jesus, and I, I feel this really heavy, y'all. There's so many of us who have a crossroads on this journey. Hallelujah. My God, there's a crossroads. And we have the opportunity, opportunity and there is a voice that's saying you could either go back to what you're familiar to or you could continue on with me on this journey, but I don't know where it's going to lead you, right? And so many of us are in this single season and we're at a crossroads and, and we have to make a decision. And so you have to make a decision today and you have to say, am I gonna be Opa and go back to where I'm familiar to and where I come from? because of all the things that were listed and said and the reality that was put before me. Am I going to go back or am I going to trust God in the journey and go forward? And so it's decision, decision season. And so she says to her, she says, um, she says, I'm gonna go with you. And you know, we always hear this good verse, you know, um, she says, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will become my people and your God will be my God. And how many of us have this moment with God where we say, God, whatever you want for us, like I'm not going anywhere. I trust your journey. Like whatever you say is for me, right? And she had this stance and I think it's because, and I would just believe that because of the stance that she took in that moment, God honored her, you know? And so when Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. There's nothing more that God can say when he sees that your heart is so committed to him that God, I'm going wherever you send me, even on a journey that looks very odd to me. It doesn't make sense. And I'm still, like, I still kind of in, in the back of my head, like, wow, I done went through some stuff. But I'm on this journey. I'm going to praise and I'm going to trust. I'm going to believe in you. I'm going to stand with you. No matter what it looks like, I'm going to stand with you, God, even on this journey. Even in my journey of singlehood, I'm going to stand with you. Why? Because I trust you. Why? Because I know that you would never fail and I know that you would never hurt me and I know that you are not going to lead me on this road and allow me to die on this road. And so the two of them continued their journey. 
And so they reach Bethlehem and the entire town is excited by their arrival. Um, and they're like, is that Naomi? Um, and she says, she says something, right? Because it's so funny because what a blessing that the people are excited to see you and they're excited for what's to come. And I, I just think that there are so many people around you who are more excited for you than what, because you don't see what God is doing in this season. And you've got to be able to see what God is doing, even when it looks crazy. And so she has this response where she's like, don't call me Naomi. She said, instead call me Mara. Cause the almighty has made my life very bitter. And be careful of what you call yourself in a season because of what you're experiencing. Yes, you may have experienced loss. Yes, you may have experienced death, but you cannot speak that over your life. You cannot speak what you were feeling over your life because God is saying, you got to look at it from my perspective and I'm doing something new. Even though it doesn't look like I'm moving, I'm moving on your behalf. And because I'm moving on your behalf, you can't just speak out a term. And so she says, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me home empty. Right. And sometimes we plan our own lives. And so she says she went away full, but the Lord brought her home empty. But in reality, did the Lord ever send you to that place? Because if the Lord hadn't sent her there, she decided to go there. She went prematurely. Right. And there are some of us that do that. So we have to be careful of what we're speaking on the Lord, because you got to make sure that it was sent from God. And so she says, why call me Naomi when the Lord has caused me to suffer? And there were so many of us who feel like in this singlehood, in this season of our lives, we're suffering. And this is suffering because we don't have what we think we're supposed to have. But we've gone through some trials and tribulations. And so we just feel like it's suffering. But what if God is keeping you for the promise? What if God behind the scenes has something greater for you, but you can't see it because you're just clouded by bitterness? And so you got to have your position in your heart to know, God, I got to trust you, even in the midst of my pain. I'm not going to allow my pain to drown me and not see what you're doing. And so Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied with Ruth, um, and they arrive in Bethlehem and the beginning of the barley harvest. And so that's where we're going to leave off because I don't know y'all. God may allow me to speak on Ruth 2 next week, or he may have something different. Um, I know that we're going to continue these relationship goals. Um, and Not relationship goals, the <laughs> they are relationship goals, really. But we're going to continue on purpose before marriage. Um, and what we learned today, the purpose before marriage, then follow the promise. I don't know what God's going to say next week. I do know that we will be having some special guests. We have never had special guests on this show, um, but I want to bring some people on. I want to bring some people who can really have candid conversations, and I think that this is going to be really good. Um, I'm, I'm planning something behind the scenes, so y'all y'all pray for me because um, I want to have a real conversation with you all. So please do me a favor. Follow me on Instagram if you're not, Miss MS Alice Inspires with an S. And send me some questions that you have in regards to marriage, being single, um, if you've chosen just not to be married, or just questions you have in regards to engagement, all of those questions, because we're going to get real. 
All right, this is Christian Millennials Chat, and I told you guys that I'm always going to be transparent. I'm always going to have the conversations that they don't want to have in the church. Why? Because I believe that God wants us in order in this season, and he wants for us to live the lives he's called for us to live, and he wants his children to live in peace. He wants his children to live kingdom lives. Let me tell you something. The enemy's job is to steal the promise of marriage. That's his job. He doesn't want family units. And so on this podcast, we're going to have the conversations because we are tearing down every demonic stronghold of the enemy over our lives as Christian millennials. We are not going to face the trauma that our parents face. We are not going to stop talking about things because you know what, what happens in the house stays in the house. No, I told y'all that we are going to have open conversations. I'm going to be honest with you all. We are going to become set free. Why? Because this is the season for the children of God in our timeline, in our generation, in our being on, on this earth. We are going to be the ones that stand up for God and we talk about the things that need to be talked about. So I'm excited. I pray that this episode blessed you all. Please let me know what you guys think. You know, I'm always willing and I want to hear from you all. I pray that this podcast has been a blessing to you all um, because it's been a blessing to me. It, it really has. Um, and I'll share this with you all. And I don't know why I'm sharing this, but... God, I hear you. Um, (laughs) And you guys will hear me say that a lot because sometimes the Lord will just speak to me while I'm recording and I just have to tell him I hear him and I'm going to say what he wants me to say. And so I want to share this because there's so many of us who sit on our gifts and this isn't a part of the relationship series. This is just my own personal that I need to share. There are so many of us who sit on our gifts because we don't think we're qualified and we don't feel as though our voices need to be heard. And I was one of those people, right? So a lot of you know I'm a motivational speaker by trade um, and by call. I'm going to stop saying trade, by call, because I've been called by God to do it. And let me tell you something. I'm kind of like Moses. I really never felt like God. I like people. I do. Um, Some of his people be acting up down here, but I love people. Um, But I'm very, y'all going to be shocked. I I like to stay to myself. I don't really like to, um, I'm not that open. Like I'm open with those who I love and I'm around, but in just general, I'm not that person. Um, and what people don't realize is it's the spirit of the Lord that comes upon me and I'm able to be this, um, extrovert, I guess (laughs) as y'all say. Um, but it's not me. And so I say that because I want you all to understand that what God has called you to do, he equips you to do it. And so It's the enemy's job to try to make you fearful. And for years, I was fearful of opening up my mouth. And let me tell you this, right? When I was younger, they used to call me talk too much. (laughs) Like I always tell the story um, to children when I speak at schools. They tried, they called me talk too much when I was little. So I just felt like I talked too much. So I stopped talking. And um, that was the enemy's tactic to shut me up because he knew that my gift was in my mouth and I needed to release it for people to become free. And so the gift that you possess, the enemy's going to try to taint it in childhood. But then in adulthood, he's going to try to remind you of those things so that you don't do your purpose. And I want you all to do your purpose. Trust in God. Tell the enemy that here, here's your fear back. 
take it back. I don't want it. It's not mine. It doesn't belong to me. The Bible says that fear does not belong to me. I'm a child of God, so I don't have to fear anything but the Lord. So I, I don't want this. And ask the Lord to help you and give you boldness and courage to do your assignment. It's God that equips us. It's God who gives us the strength to do things. And so if you feel like, you know what, I want to write a book. I want to do a video. I want to share with people. I want to become a doctor. I want to become a lawyer. I want to do all of this stuff, but I'm afraid. Do it, but do it in God's strength. And I'm telling you, he will give you everything you need and has already given you everything you need to be able to accomplish it. But it's the enemy's job to try to make you feel like that isn't true. Right? And so I always tell people, how do you know what you're supposed to be doing? Because the enemy is going to tell you you're not qualified. You don't deserve it. Who are you? Who do you think you are? Oh, so I know that's what I'm supposed to be doing because if it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing, you would just let me continue. But because it's what I'm supposed to be doing, you're up against me. And so now I have to do it. I have to do my father's will. Why? Because there are people's lives that depend on it. And so every week I get on this podcast and I open up my mouth because guess what? There are lives that need to hear this because they need to be set free. Why? Because they can't afford to be in bad relationships. They can't afford to marry the wrong people. They can't afford to be in fear. They can't afford to be in bondage. And if I don't open up my mouth and share the word of the Lord that's been spoken, guess what? I'm disobedient. And if I'm in disobedience, how can the Lord bless me? He doesn't bless disobedience. And the very freedom that you're looking for is inside of you and you have to unlock it. And so that is my little head talk for the day. Um, I love you all. I am constantly praying for you all. I pray the Lord's blessings continue to follow you. I pray that he continues to give you discernment. I pray that he would continue to make you the head and never the tail. I pray that you would always be above and never beneath. I pray that you would always be a lender and never a borrower. And that the Lord of hosts would fight every single battle that you are facing right now. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see y'all next week.